if you're anything like me, you have a ton of creative ideas, a ton of things that you want to do, a ton of things that you want to see happen. But for some reason, you get overwhelmed. You don't have time to do everything. And it can leave you with a sense of anxiety and overwhelm. And even worse, the things that are really important to you sometimes don't get done. So that's what I'm talking about today on the Hyper Memoir Podcast. My name is Chris Valdheims, and today I'm going to talk about how we can bring overwhelm under control. And what I mean specifically is that you can often be overwhelmed by possibility, especially in the age where we live, where you can see so many different ideas, so many different ways of creating things, so many opportunities that it can become difficult. You can wake up with one intention or set one intention and throughout the day be exposed to 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 different people who are doing something amazing. And if you're anything like me, sometimes you get drawn into that. Sometimes you get drawn into, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I could do that too? Even if it's something that wasn't on the radar when I started the day. Hopefully I'm not the only one who feels that way because then I'm just talking to myself. But I do think that I've spoken with a lot of people who have had the same issue where they're drawn this way and that often by social media or books or what have you. And as you get on this path of being creative, a lot of stuff starts coming in. You start getting confronted with a lot of ideas, a lot of amazing people, a lot of things that you could be doing. So how do you stay on your path? How do you stay on your path and create the things that you want to create without being pulled in every single direction. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And actually today, uh, what I'm going to also do is give you a more actionable way to handle this. So I know that a lot of the things I talk about are, I don't want to say theoretical, but they are more abstract in nature. So today what I actually have is a little system that I've created, that I've used to help me focus on the projects that really matter and help me make sure that what I'm doing, the work that I'm doing is really aligned with my vision and isn't the result of me being distracted or pulled in a different direction by new things that I see. So a lot of people call the problem shiny object syndrome. I don't know if you've heard that term, but it makes a lot of sense. It's you're on the path, you're doing your thing, you're moving forward and along comes a shiny object or you pass a shiny object for me and for a lot of people lately, that's been AI. There are so many AI tools that do so many cool things that every single day I'm confronted with this, ooh, let me try that. Let me work with that, even though it has nothing to do with the projects that I'm currently doing. So right now, the project I'm doing, podcasts, working on my business, working on my books, those are the things that matter to me. And yes, things like AI can play a role. But what I also find is if I get too drawn into the shiny object of AI or anything else, then I'm pulling myself away from the actual work that needs to be done to create the things that I want to create. I want to create a book that's successful. I want to create a podcast that impacts a lot of people. I want to create a business that helps a lot of people. So a lot of times the things that will come up don't directly serve those goals. They might, and they might later, but they can often be a distraction. And the same goes for things like books and blogs and social media. I like to read a lot. I like to read a lot of books, but I always have to be careful about not getting too drawn into just continuously reading or reading yet another book, but never actually doing something. And I do have an episode in the future that's more about that topic, because I think that's a whole other tangent that we can go on. But my point being is that distraction abounds and it's really easy to get off of one's vision. 
And one thing I would say to kind of set the table for the system that I'll introduce you to, and I'd actually really be curious to know what you all think of it after you hear it. Maybe some of you try it, maybe you don't, I don't care, your call. But I think one of the principles that I'm starting with, just so that you kind of know where I'm coming from, is that it's not about getting more done. So if you talk about productivity or you hear about productivity at all, or you've been exposed to any ideas about productivity, even subtly, what you'll notice is a lot of the talk is about getting more done, as if productivity is a function of how many tasks you check off your to-do list. I don't believe that's true. And I found that it's actually counterproductive to try to do as much as you can. Instead, what I propose, <laughs> excuse me, and what I advocate is that people take the time to find and do the right things. And so for me, what I've found is it's more about energy management than it is time management. So time management being I have six hours, here's what I'm going to do. Energy management being I have a certain amount of energy in the day and I'm going to get it done no matter how long it takes. If it takes an hour, great. If it takes 15 hours, not great, but okay, that's what it takes. So it's really about managing your energy and how much you think you can do in a day. Because for me, I've found that that's the limitation, not so much time. And I've talked about time. I think it was in the second episode I talked about not finding the time to do work or do creative work. So go back and listen to that because if you want to get a little more depth on how you can deal with time management, that's the place where I talk about it. So let me talk about this system that I've created. And like I said, I wanted to create a system that has a cool acronym because I like that kind of stuff, but I wanted to create something that's simple, something you don't need crazy productivity tools to use or something you don't need a huge philosophy or theory to use. I love stuff like that. I really like um, when people have thought out and written books on a productivity system and there's a lot of good ones out there. I can put some in the newsletter, um, but there's a lot of good productivity systems out there, but I wanted to create something that's not so much a productivity system, but actually a really simple framework for deciding what's important, for inside, for deciding what tasks on your list are the important ones. And the answer is, it's not going to be all of them. But then as a creative person, when you have all of these ideas, where do you put them? So that's one thing I talk about. So the system that I have created is called the 5CV system. And yes, I was trying to be funny by including my initials in there, but it works because it's exactly what it does. So the 5 CV system. We'll see if that catches on. Maybe it will, probably won't, but here you are hearing about it. So it has three elements. So 5CV stands for, I limit my to-do list to five tasks for the day. I've heard some people say limit it to three. I've heard some people say limit it to five. I would say don't go over five because the idea here is to acknowledge that you only have a certain amount of energy per day. And you don't want an open-ended task list of, I'm going to try to get as much done as I can. What you want to do is find the five things that are going to be the most important and focus on them. So I'll talk more about that, but that's what the five stands for, a list of five things. Like I said, that can be three, that can be four, that can be five, but the idea is not to have an open-ended ta task list. And then the C in 5CV stands for capture. So what that means is when you get a new idea or when there's a new thing, a new shiny object, 
we want to honor our creativity and keep it around. So we want to capture it. For me, I use Apple Notes. So if I see a cool tool, if I see an article I want to read or a book I'm interested in, I just share it to notes and I look over that later. Maybe it's useful now, maybe it's useful later, but I don't break my stride. I don't move from the path that I'm on because I know that I can capture that and work with it later. The final digit or I guess letter is V for vision. So for me, what I've found is having a clear vision is a great way to filter out the things you're going to do. So if something isn't part of my vision and I'm evaluating whether or not I want to put my energy towards it, I can just look, is this part of my vision? Is it not part of my vision? If the answer is yes, great. We can spend more time and energy on it. If not, we can put it away. We can capture it. And we can come back to it later. Maybe it's part of my vision in the future. So that's the overview. Let me go into a little more detail. So starting from the top. So starting with the five. For the five, we're talking about five tasks. So I've heard a lot of people use this system. I've heard it put it a lot of different ways. And I was just reading a book where they were saying three. I feel like three is too little. But five tasks. And they can be any tasks. I prefer them to be tasks that move my vision forward. So I'm not going to put things like shop for groceries, although that might, because there might be a situation where part of my vision is to eat healthier or have a healthier body. So maybe the way that I'm shopping for groceries, it makes it onto the list. I'm not going to tell you what to include, but for me, what I prefer is things that are going to move my vision forward. So on the list for today, I have record this podcast because recording more podcast episodes helps me get to my vision of having a podcast that has more impact. So I think you get it. Um, it might be writing, it might be something else, it might be anything. But really, we want to be intentional about what we're putting on that list. So get more dog food. Again, our dog is important. We want them to be fed. But I don't know that that is going to move the vision forward. But then again, you know, if you're a dog owner or you have some sort of situation with your dog that you want to see unfold, great. Maybe getting dog food is part of it. Like I said, no judgment on what you put on it. Just make sure it's stuff that's important to you and moves your vision forward. So the other thing is, is what I've noticed is when I have to choose five tasks, I'm more intentional. And it does actually acknowledge that time and energy is limited. So a mistake I see a lot of people make and that I've made for a long time is you have this long ass to do list that never seems to get done. And so you never get the satisfaction of completion. There's always more to do. And I've gone to bed on days where I don't have a limited task list and I feel like I haven't done enough. I feel like I haven't completed the things I set out, even though I didn't really set out to complete anything. I just had this vague idea of, I want to get things done. Um, you can use this as a way to focus. So again, like I said, if something's not on the list, I put it to the side and I focus on the things that are there. So we're being intentional. We're being, uh, we're acknowledging what we can do. So that's what the five items do. It helps you to filter, helps you to focus because you can't do everything. And what I also like is when you have a, a finite set of items to do for the day, you can actually get to that reward of completion. So if I complete all five things in a day, I celebrate it. I've talked about the power of celebrating wins and that's a win that you can celebrate. You can celebrate wins by having completed the five things that you set out to and then go to bed or end your day feeling like you got something done because you did. And you don't have that sort of zombie, vague idea of this task list that is demanding more and more of your time and energy that you don't have. So that's the five. The C is capture. So as I mentioned a moment ago, 
I capture using Apple Notes. You can use anything. I just prefer Apple Notes because I want to keep things simple. I don't want to think. I don't want to tag things. I don't want to title things. I don't want to categorize things. The point isn't to make a system like that, although I can explain what you can do with all this stuff, and this is what I do. Um, but it's to get things quickly. So if I'm cruising the internet researching for the podcast and I come across an AI tool or an article I want to read, it gets captured. I keep it so that later on, and this happens a lot when I'm going through my notes or organizing my notes, I can find that thing. And maybe that's something that I use. Maybe it's something that I don't use, but either way I can move on knowing that if I do want it, it's there for me later. So that's how you capture stuff and you can actually take it further. So I would just tell people or tell you, the idea is start with just getting really good at capturing. So Apple Notes is neat because at the bottom of like a web page or any other thing, you can send it to Apple Notes. If you're not on iPhone or iPad, then maybe there's another tool. Or if you hate Apple Notes for whatever reason, I'm sure there's another tool. The point is keep it simple. And then later on, if you want, you can actually introduce a more complex system. So um, I use the Second Brain System by Tiago Forte. I can link to that. Um, I like that one because it's a really good way of organizing your notes and the things that you've captured for action. So it, he relies on a system, which is basically, um, you know, as you have creative projects, different things that you capture can enter those projects or they can be resources in the background. I'll just link to the book either in the show notes or in the newsletter, because I think it's an important book. Um, great book to read. Another good book to read about capture, or actually this one goes back to the five part about you know, understanding that you can do limited things per day is 4,000 weeks. I think I mentioned that in a previous episode, but that's a really good book because it essentially makes you confront the idea that you're going to die someday and your time is limited. So you can't do all the things. You can't be a stunt pilot, a doctor, a writer, and a choreographer. You're going to have to pick. And so that's what the five tasks kind of bring you in touch with, at least for me, to understand that you can only do so much in a day and there are certain things you're never going to be able to do, even if you wanted to. So the final element of this 5CV system is vision. And this is the most important element because it drives the rest of it. So for me, vision acts as a filter. So if I have a vision of creating a book that sells 10,000 copies, I'm going to do certain things that are in line with that vision. If I don't have a vision, I'm going to be pulled every single which way because as soon as something interesting comes along, which is kind of all the time, I'm going to go with that and go back and forth. And I've spent years of my life doing that. And there's value to exploring, and that might be part of the vision. But vision makes a filter, and it makes things more intentional. Why am I putting this on my task list? Because it supports my vision. So that's the question I ask myself. Why am I capturing this and not acting on it? Well, it doesn't support my vision right now. The vision can change, but the idea is to have one, to have one and stay in touch with it. So it's not just enough every quarter or every year on New Year's to have a vision. And this is a mistake a lot of people make is they have a vision, they tuck it in a drawer and they forget about it. You have to come in contact with your vision periodically and pretty constantly. I mean, if you're working with creating five tasks for the next day, every day on things you want to do, you should be in touch with your vision when you do that. And there's a lot of ways to get in touch with the vision. So it's not just about the mental, like, you know, I want to have this 10,000 books, or I want to have a podcast that has this many listeners, or I want to have this sort of physical fitness goal. It's not just about that. 
It's actually about getting into the feelings of why. And so this requires a little bit of emotional intelligence um, to do, or at least having certain tools that are going to bring you in touch with the feelings. So for me personally, it's not just enough to have a vision. I want to feel that vision. I want to know how am I going to feel when that vision is achieved, because that makes it resonate more. It makes it more real. And it helps me to understand why I'm doing things. It helps me to understand that I'm not just choosing a goal because somebody else made me, but because there's a feeling that I'm looking for, feeling of accomplishment, feeling of connection, feeling of having contributed something. So it's always about coming to those feelings. And for me, the tools that I happen to use are meditation and breath work. You might have different ones, but that's what I like because I feel like it puts me in an emotional state rather than a logical state, which logical state is great when we're taking action, when we're deciding what we're going to do. But vision is going to be based on emotion, at least in my view, you might see it differently. And the thing is, the vision also changes. We don't want it to change daily. We don't want it to be a moving target that we're never going to hit. But over time, there are certain things that might lose their luster, or we actually do see a new opportunity that we care about, or our life circumstances change, or whatever. So that's it. That's the five CV system. I tried to make a simple system for people who want to create stuff. And for people like me who tend to be pulled in every single direction, this is the way that I addressed it. So the five CV system, just to review, it's five items a day, have a system for capturing stuff and have a clear vision. And that's all you need. You don't need any complex software. You don't need any complex tools. You don't even need a book on this. Um, you just need to listen to this podcast. And hopefully this is something that helps you. I'd love to know from any of you, if you use this system, I know that I just put it out there and I don't really expect it to get a lot of traction, but you never know with these things. If it's useful, I'd love to see um, what you make of it, how you use it, how you modify it. And if you're able to share it with other people, if you think it's useful for someone else, I'd love it if you did. And then finally, if you want more information and resources, I've mentioned a lot of things in this podcast, you can subscribe to the newsletter. And when you subscribe to the newsletter, you can read all of the old issues. So you can just find the newsletter subscribe in the podcast notes. So you can find the link to subscribe there. And speaking of the podcast notes, I'd love it if you could leave a review. By leaving a review, you signal to other people that, hey, this is a good podcast and worth listening to. And that gets it to more people. And that has a bigger impact on more people. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm Chris Valtimes. Thanks once again for listening. And I'll see you next time on the Hyper Memoir Podcast.